welcome to Quality Christian Living. This is podcast number 188. I am your host, David Friend. Today's podcast is entitled, What is the Size of Your Faith? It's going to be an interesting podcast because we're going to talk about things like little faith and great faith. And so I believe the Lord has something very special for us. But before we get started, I would like to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to help us and anoint this podcast. Father, once again, I thank you for this time, for this opportunity to get into your word and to speak your word to people, Father, who are listening in today to this podcast. I pray now that the Holy Spirit would come in and take control, take charge, and do only what he can do. I yield and submit all my thoughts and work and efforts to you. I pray that you would bless it now, and I pray that you would anoint it in a very special way that people who are listening in will grow in their faith, will have confidence in their prayer time, not in themselves, but in you and for the Holy Spirit, guiding and directing all that they say. Thank you once again for this opportunity, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today's podcast with the title, What is the Size of Your Faith?, has a goal to help people understand that even if you have little faith, it can be very powerful. And it also is to help us understand that God wants us to grow in our faith and to increase in our faith, but that he never wants us to stay away from him and avoid asking for things for ourselves and for others because maybe we feel our faith is not very strong. So I hope you're blessed in this podcast today. I'm very excited about bringing it to you. Now, in order to have faith, to see miracles, to see great things take place in our lives, we must understand what level of faith God desires for us. Jesus often spoke about the size of faith in his followers. He talked about people who came up to him and they had great faith or little faith. He talked about people who he couldn't understand. They were his disciples and he would refer them and say, why do you have such little faith? And yet he still was saying that they had a form and a sense and an amount of faith that could be successful. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, there's a wonderful story. I'm not going to read the story exactly. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it in the way that I see it happening. But let me just share you about a story of a centurion soldier who asked Jesus to heal his servant. Jesus said to the soldier, shall I come and heal him? See, Jesus was ready just to simply drop everything he was going to do and immediately go to that man's house and pray for his servant. And I find it fascinating when you think about what was said right there is that what that tells me is that God is ready anytime, anytime that we desire to come to him. He wants to hear our prayer. He wants to listen to us and he's ready to answer and to meet our, our request and to give us faith to be able to bring that request to him. The the centurion then said, after Jesus said, I'll come to your house like right now, I'm, I'm ready to go. The centurion said this, Lord, I don't deserve to have you under my roof. See, the centurion didn't feel that he was a very godly person, but he was a humble man. Whether he was a believer or not, that part of the story is not told here. But the fact that he had faith to believe that Jesus was able, it's a very powerful statement. And I just have to believe that he was a believer in Christ and that he also understood that he must honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, I don't think that I'm really worthy of you coming to my house. See, this soldier did not feel worthy to ask Jesus to go to his home for many reasons. It may be that he wasn't living as close to God as he should, or maybe he was just wanted to be humble and to honor Jesus. Yet he had faith 
to believe that Jesus could and would heal his servant. Now, I believe people have a form of faith, maybe even before they receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I can remember when I was in Vietnam and I was serving out in the jungle and I would be out on the perimeter at night on guard duty. I'd be sitting there all by myself and I wasn't a Christian. I'd look up to the heavens. I'd say, if you're God, if you're real, I need you to help me with this tonight. I'm having a difficult time with this. And so could you be there to help me? And I believe the Lord sent help and sent protection to me when I was there and I had a need. Now the centurion said, all you have to do, listen to this, is say the word and my servant will be healed. Now, sometimes when I pray for people, I'll say that. I'll say, Father, it's just one word that you need to speak into this person's life and they'll be healed. And I'd say something like when I pray, Lord, the word cancer, it strikes fear in the hearts of people, but to you, it's just a word. And all you have to say is, be healed and that cancer flee. It has to flee because I know in my own body I've had that happen and I've been healed of cancer and I give you praise for it, give you all the glory. Now see, then Jesus said, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So Jesus is talking to a man. It's not at a church service. It's not at a prayer meeting. It's not anywhere that just simply out in the street someplace. And the soldier didn't feel worthy, but yet he came to Jesus and said, I basically he's saying, I have faith in you and I know that you're going, you're going to do something. You can do something. All you have to do is say the word and my servant will be healed. So Jesus then basically looked at that and said very, very boldly and very strong, I haven't seen such great faith, not even in Israel. He's talking about the people that he knew and all those that were around him. He wishes that they had the kind of faith that this centurion soldier had. Now, Jesus, when he said that, he basically looked at this. I can just picture him looking at this man and saying, go, let it be done as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. See, Jesus didn't have to go there and lay hands on the man. He didn't have to anoint him with oil. All those things, although those things are great, anointing with oil and laying hands on people to pray that they'll be healed are wonderful things. But Jesus basically just said, go over there. It's been done the way you wanted it. He's saying the faith that you had, the prayer request that you had, it's been done. And so go to your servant, go see him right now because he's healed. And at that moment where that servant was, whatever he was doing, his body was completely made whole because of the faith this man had in Jesus that he was able to do something way beyond what man could have, could even imagine could be done. Now, this is one of my favorite scriptures on faith. You see, we can learn so much about this story. First, we see a man with faith to believe that Jesus could and would heal his servant. Secondly, the centurion's faith is so strong that he knows without any doubt that Jesus can heal without seeing or physically touching his servant. And thirdly, Jesus recognizes faith and rewards the man because of his faith. Now, let's let's apply that to our prayers of faith, to the times that we seek God or we have faith for someone or some or either ourselves or someone else. First, do we truly believe that Jesus is able to heal anything at any time in any place? Now, that's an important point because sometimes we think, well, this person is so far gone that there's no hope for them. The doctors have given up on them. The, the drugs are not working. Nothing's going to help this person be healed. And so we have a tendency 
tendency sometimes to kind of give up and say, well, that's just too difficult. But you see, there's nothing too difficult for God. There's nothing too difficult for our faith to believe that Jesus is able to heal anything at any time in any place. Second, we learn from this that do we truly believe that Jesus is able to heal us of incurable or impossible diseases that man has no cure for, man has no way of healing? And that's a little bit redundant, I know, in what I said in the first statement, but we've got to truly believe with all of our heart there's nothing impossible for God. You see, sometimes when we have prayer at the church, there'll be a person who comes up and they're being pushed up in a wheelchair because they can't walk. And I've seen some people look at that situation and say, well, that's pretty tough. That's pretty difficult. Should we pray for that person? Well, I'm a believer that if a person is paralyzed completely and they're brought forward for prayer, we need to believe in faith and trust God that he can raise that person out of that wheelchair or out of that condition and put power and strength into their limbs. So we must always understand there's nothing that we call incurable that's impossible for God. And then finally, we can learn from this story what is the strength of our faith? How would Jesus define our faith? Well, let me ask you a question. How would you define your faith? Do you believe you have little faith or great faith? Now, some people might say, well, I shouldn't say that I have great faith because maybe that's being prideful or gloating or or being proud or being arrogant. Well, I don't believe that at all because I believe we should confess what we believe in our heart. And you see, I believe that God has blessed me with a desire to pray for people for miracles and that he has given me faith. He's given me a measure of faith, great faith at times to be able to pray for people. That doesn't lift me up. That doesn't push me up at all because the faith comes in my through my faith in him, not in my faith in myself. I have no faith in myself. I don't have any strength. I don't have any ability. I'm not able to do miracles, but God is able through me to perform miracles because he is the miracle worker. So a lot to be learned in that particular story, and I hope that it blessed you. And I pray that your faith was increased because of something that you read in God's word. Now let's look at another scripture of Jesus commenting on the size of faith. We find it in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30. Let me read that to you. I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. Jesus is speaking these particular words and he said this, And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that they are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Now, in one story, we saw that Jesus was talking about a man with great faith. Faith so strong, he hadn't seen anything like that in all of Israel. And then in another story, Jesus is talking about why do you have such little faith? You see, Jesus is saying that God will take care of us, so why worry? He uses his creation, the, the flow of the wildflowers, as an example of what God cares about. We are also his creation. We are God's greatest creation. At the end of this passage, Jesus ends with, Oh, you of little faith. Jesus knows that we struggle with our faith. But in this scripture, I see a strong reference that God will take care of people with little faith. Even people with a small amount of faith, God will take care of them. That does not mean that we should not try to increase our faith or have a desire for great faith or to see our faith grow. But remember, just because you have a little amount of faith doesn't mean that God will not bless it. There are other examples, and I'll use them in upcoming podcasts, talking about people who had little faith and that God blessed them. Now, in the story of the centurion, 
wanting his servant healed, we saw Jesus refer to the greatest faith he had ever seen. Then in Matthew 6.30, we read about Jesus promising that he will meet the needs of those even with little faith. In God's word, there are other references to the size of faith in individuals. I believe that regardless of the size of our faith, listen to this, I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit, but it's so important for you to catch this. I truly believe that regardless of the size of our faith, Jesus is ready. He's willing and he's able to answer our prayer of faith. Now, I believe it's not the size of our faith, listen to this, but the substance and the evidence of our faith that matters. I go back to what we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. To open up this new series, I spoke for a couple of podcasts on Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. As a matter of fact, I did one on, on confidence uh, or having substance in our faith and having evidence. And in the New Living Translation, here's what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. Faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And so when you read that scripture, you have to understand that God wants us to have confidence and assurance that things will take place. In the New Living Translation, it says that faith is substance and it says it's the evidence of things not seen. So when you think about your faith, whether it be great or whether you have just a little bit of faith, I believe, listen to this, I'm going to repeat what I said. It's not the size of our faith, but the substance and evidence of our faith that really matters. Now, I want to help those who feel that they struggle with their faith. And I know a lot of people that struggle with that. I know at times I've had difficult times wondering, do I have the faith for this or that? But one day I just gave it over to God and I said, Lord, you've already given me a measure of faith and you've promised me that I can see an increase in my faith. So I'm believing for that and I'm claiming it and believing for it in Jesus' name. You see, some people feel that they may believe that if they don't have great faith, their prayers will not be answered. Well, that's just not true. See, because of their battle with having faith, they go to conferences on faith and listen to messages on faith and do everything they can to learn how to have bigger or greater faith. Now those conferences are fine, but let me tell you what I believe about increasing our faith. Going to conferences and reading about faith is great. It's just wonderful. But some things are taught and some things are caught. What that means is catching or receiving an anointing from the Holy Spirit is better than being taught. You see, the Holy Spirit enlightens our faith and helps us to catch and comprehend and understand what our faith must be. Jesus is our source of faith, and the Holy Spirit is the deliverer of faith to us. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. So he's our source, so we got to remember, we always got to go to Jesus when we want to see an increase in our faith. And I believe this is a good time for me to comment about praying with others to increase their faith. Now, as a pastor, I would often ask our church to come up to the altar so the pastors and them, uh, the staff and myself could all pray for them. Because I was the senior pastor, a long line would sometimes form in front of me. I see the congregation thought that maybe I had greater faith than someone else and they would have a better chance of having their need met. When I noticed this happened, I would ask the church to pray with someone who was up front. Sometimes I would even step away. And that required those seeking prayer to go to other people. 
You see, I did not have the greatest faith in our church. I know that if people focused on me being their source of faith, they were focusing on the wrong person. Jesus is the author of our faith. Remember, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So the reason I give that example is sometimes I think we have a tendency to think, well, if I go pray with that person, I'm going to have a greater chance of having this met. That doesn't help our own faith. And it's nothing wrong to do that. If you want to go pray with someone you feel that has a person of great faith or a person knows how to pray well, that, that's fine. But never forget that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So therefore, we must go to Jesus. So instead of running into a line and getting in line with some person you think is the, the powerhouse of prayer or the greatest person of faith there in the meeting, I think you would be a whole lot better just to go to who, anyone else or just by yourself and just pray in faith, believing that Jesus is there. You see the centurion, remember the story of the centurion? He went to Jesus directly and said, you don't even have to go over there. If you just speak the word, it's going to happen. And we can claim that same promise. We can say, Father, if you'll just speak the word, I can be healed. If you'll just speak the word, my friend can be healed. That situation can be met and believe that and receive it in faith. We need to take our eyes off of people of prayer and look to Jesus for our faith. Now that we have discussed little faith and great faith, where does God's word tell us how we can increase our faith? The example that I like is found in Romans chapter 4 verses 18 through 24. This is the story of Abraham and Sarah. Let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation. The Apostle Paul is talking about the faith of Abraham, and it says here in chapter 4, in verse number 13, clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but a right relationship with God that comes by faith. Now let's move now down to verse number 18 and see about how Paul completes this statement. In the New Living Translation, chapter 4, verse 18, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping. You see, he had been promised that he'd be the father of many nations, but him and Sarah couldn't have a child. He was believing that he would become the father of many nations, for God had said that to him. Now, that's how many descendants you will have, is what, is what God told Abraham. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. Boy, there's an important statement. We need to stop all wavering. We need to stop all anxiety, all fear. When we pray, we just need to trust and believe God and wait for the answer. So it said here in verse 20, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And this, he brought glory to God in that. He brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Verse 22, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who has raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Man, what an amazing, powerful story that is. You see, Abraham never gave up. He never let up. He was 100 years old. Now, we pray for things, and sometimes we have a difficult time having faith for it, faith for it for a couple of days or a week or so. But Abraham went on for years waiting for God to fulfill his promise that, that he would have as many descendants as the stars in the heavens. I mean, that the sands in the sea, whatever you want to use as an example, God said there'd be an, an unlimited amount of blessing that'll come upon 
upon you. But he says, you got to have faith. And so Abraham had little faith, but as he took that little faith and allowed it to grow, it prospered, it increased, it changed, it made him a strong man of God. It made him righteous in the eyes of God. And because he became righteous in the eyes of God, God allowed his faith to increase. Because remember, Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So therefore, as Abraham grew in his walk with God, then his faith grew. And that's the same thing with us. As we grow with our trust and faith in God, when we seek God first and all things, then God will bless us. When we believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think according to the power that's in us, then our faith is increasing. As we claim God's word, as we claim the promises of God, as we look at the examples in the word of God of how people have maybe little faith but had great answers to their prayer. As their faith grew, the, the, the answers didn't necessarily get any bigger, but they just had a greater faith and a more powerful walk with God. And righteousness is one of the keys to have great faith. Now, there's one more example of the size of our faith that we need to cover. We find that in Matthew chapter 17 and verse number 20. Now, I referred to this scripture in another podcast, but there is something extremely important and specifically important for us to understand in Matthew 17, 20, as we talk about this promise of having great faith. In Matthew chapter 17, Matthew records these words that Jesus spoke, and they were talking about Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they wanted to pray for a man who was demon-possessed, and they just couldn't seem to have the demon leave the guy. And so Jesus just basically said, you know, don't don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Just stand aside. Let me explain you what you need to do. And in verse number 20 in chapter 17, New Living Translation, Jesus said these words, you don't have enough faith. Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. I like the way Jesus starts off what he says there. He says, you don't have enough faith. He didn't say you didn't have any faith. He said, you don't have enough faith. He knew that if they would just increase their faith just to the size of a mustard seed, and that is an example of something very tiny. A mustard seed is a very tiny, tiny little seed. And he uses that as an example that your faith can be very small, and yet you can still have great results. So now that is what I believe we need to understand. If our faith is light, if it's not as strong as we'd like, it to be, then learn that scripture and believe that even a small faith can have great results. That's crucial for us to understand that. Jesus is telling us in this scripture that the small faith is powerful. Yes, it is true that God will strengthen our faith like Abraham and increase our faith. We can pray for stronger faith, but we must never think that little faith is bad and worthless and of no value. You see, Abraham's faith started to grow. He started with little faith, but then as he became closer to God, his, his faith increased, it says. You see, we all start with little faith, and that faith is vital to our walk with God. The little faith that we have is crucial to walk with God. The little faith brings us into a level of understanding that we can have greater faith, stronger faith, more powerful faith to believe. Now, the apostle talks about his faith in the book of Acts. He, this is a great story. I'm not going to read it. and I don't have the time in this podcast to go through all this, but he talks about his faith in the book of Acts. Paul refers to his faith being delivered to him by the Holy Spirit. Now, I like to say that Paul had the faith that Jesus had. You see, because Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has the faith that Jesus has because the Holy Spirit and Jesus are the same. You see, though 
it's important that we understand that little faith needs to grow, but we never, we should never put aside the fact that we do have some faith. You see, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he knew because of that that he could have great faith. Therefore, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and we have the faith of Jesus, even if it starts out by being just a little bit of faith. Oh, I hope you receive that. I hope you caught that. And I hope that makes a, makes a very important impact on your life. When Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith, he wasn't saying, oh, ye of with no faith. He says, oh, ye of little faith. And he talks about people not having the faith that they should have. But he said that in order to get them to increase their faith and trust in him because he was the author and the perfecter of faith. Now, some Bible teachers say that there are two kinds of faith. There's natural faith and supernatural faith, and that's fine. Some teach that there are three types of faith, and others say that there are four types of faith. And I'm sure there are others that say there are 10 or 12 or 14 types of faith. But as as far as this podcast is concerned, what I'm talking about, I don't want to spend time examining the number or types of faith I want to focus on this entire series of podcasts. What I want to get into on faith is to help us to understand that we can have greater faith, that we can start with little faith and then it can increase and become greater. I want you to understand that don't throw away your little faith because that's what you got to work with. That's all you have to work with is the little amount of faith that you have right now, but let it grow. Draw closer to God. Get closer to Him in your walk with Him. Understand that He is your source of strength, that God is everything, and He wants you to be blessed, and He wants you to have faith. Well, matter of fact, let's just go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1 in the New Living Translation and tell you what the kind of faith He wants us to have. In in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1, I'm reading out the New Living Translation, so it doesn't use the words substance or evidence. He uses different words as different translations do, but it means the same thing. Here's what the Word of God tells us about our faith. Faith is the confidence. It says, now I think it refers to in God and not in self, but faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And you can do that with little faith or with great faith. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Wow. I'm telling you, it's such an incredible lesson for us to learn. It's such a powerful lesson for us to learn that faith is a substance. Faith is the evidence. Substance is powerful. It's something you can wrap your arms around. Evidence is proof that something's actually happened. So we've got to take that and receive that. And it starts with the little faith that we have right now. Let me close with just a couple examples of great faith. Now, this was something that started with little faith, but it became greater as they walked closer to God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 30, it was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. So what that means is by faith, you can walk around your problem, your challenge, what you're faced with, the difficulty in life that you're challenged with right now. And if you are faithful with it, I believe God will bring those walls down. Here's another one. These are these are so powerful. Let me just give you a couple of them. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. By faith, you see, they walked into an incredibly difficult situation. Can you imagine the walls of that water were up in the air and those waters were tall enough and severe enough that it would have drowned and killed them all. But they walked right through the middle of all that because they had faith and trust in God that he would take them through that. Although these were people who were not of great faith. Remember the 
the people of Israel were weak in their faith. They complained about not having food. So God brought manna from heaven down. And then they complained about they had too much manna from heaven. They complained about not having water. So God brought water. And therefore, they started complaining that all they had was water and manna from heaven. And they just didn't have faith to believe. And yet God helped them to where they got to the point that they believed that they just trusted God, even though their faith was not strong, that they would have a greater relationship with God and their faith would grow. And that's the same thing that will happen to all of us. And I hope that's what you receive from this message today. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. I'm going to just pray quickly and close out this podcast. Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I've had to speak on faith to those who are listening in. I pray that they would have faith, Father, to walk through the challenges of life, that even though their faith may not be strong right now, it may just be little like Jesus refers to, it's still very powerful because if they just have faith as little as a mustard seed, they can move the mountains in their life away. I believe for that now and I pray that you would bless them, Father. I pray that your hand would be upon them and I thank you, God, for this lesson and I thank you for the opportunity I've had to bring it and I pray that you would bless it and those who listen to it would be people of great faith and their faith and their confidence would come from you and they would acknowledge, Lord, that you are their source of faith and you're the perfecter of it. I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I hope this has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living and what we teach about and what I'm going through from week to week, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you get there, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that I've done. There's now 188 of them there for you. There's topics on prosperity. There's talks on finances, there's generosity, there's a series of messages on the gifts of the Spirit and how to operate in the Spirit, and there's other topics that we've talked about on faith and subjects. I think they'll be a blessing to you, so I hope that you will tune in to that and and check that link and go and look at some of the other podcasts that we've done through Quality Christian Living. In addition to that, at my webpage, you'll find a reference to some of the books I've written. I've written several, and I pray that they'll be a blessing to you, and they're on topics such as faith and finances and generosity and things I think that will bless you. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So we're going to be continuing our series on faith, and I'll be bringing bringing another message on faith here on our next podcast. I believe we're going to expand this a little bit and continue teaching on faith because, you know, as I study this and as I get through each day, I'm just so enamored by how powerful faith is and how difficult it can be for some people not to have faith. And I just pray through these podcasts that you will be able to understand that you can have faith. You already have some. You wouldn't be a believer in Jesus Christ if you didn't have some faith to believe that. And the Holy Spirit brought you to that relationship with Jesus. And you gave, by faith, you gave your heart to Jesus Christ. In addition to that, you receive a measure of faith that God gives you. And then he believes that the faith that you have can grow like he talked to Abraham. And as Abraham got closer to God, Abraham's faith grew and grew and grew. And he believed and then God met his need, I believe, because the faith that Abraham and Sarah had. So I pray that you'll receive from that and to receive from these teachings. So the upcoming teachings will be dealing with how to have faith. Matter of fact, I think the title of my next podcast is going to be, and I say think because I'm really torn between a couple of different podcasts. It might be, what is faith? Just simply going to the basic question that what is your faith? So with that, we're going to examine that and I believe get into something that'll be a blessing to you. So let me just close with these words. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive 
Great faith, but don't give up on what you have right now. Build on it. Expect God to do something great in it, and He will because His promises are true to those who believe and follow Him. Thank you once again for listening in. May God richly bless you.